Tucker Carlson of Fox News drops a bomb, and the Dems and the mainstream media are flipping out. There's a surprise arrest during the domestic terrorist incident in Georgia, and of course, everything is racist. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I totally forgot it was the anniversary of the March on Selma this weekend. Um, of course, Joe Biden had to go out there and act like he was a he was a you know a, a civil rights activist again, even though he eulogized the Grand Cyclops of the KKK. And by the way, he was never a civil rights activist. He, he all of this stuff is is theater and show and lies. Um, but I was wondering why there were so many videos, so many stories about racism this weekend. And, it, and you're going to see, it's it's pretty much everywhere. Racism is absolutely everywhere. So <laughs> I have to really break it up throughout the week. Okay, so let's get to some news because there's some big news. I don't even know how much I'm going to be able to cover today because it's some of the news. So uh, four United States citizens crossed the border in Mexico and got stuck between two uh, cartels fighting each other. Turned out two of them were killed. Uh, one, uh, two are injured and still missing. They were kidnapped. Um, the FBI is looking into it to see, you know, how this could have happened. The Mexican government, of course, really does nothing about this. It's one of the most corrupt countries in the world. The, the, there is, they believe, the Mexican government believes that this was a case of mistaken identity. They probably didn't mean to get to kidnap these people. Um, it appears that the peep, there was video footage of it. And it appears those people actually just got two of them that died actually just got shot and they probably died on the scene because you could see the video of them being dragged, uh, into the white truck that they were loaded on. Um, I hope they find them. I wish them the best. I don't, have a lot of confidence that they'll ever be found alive again. These cartels are the worst things in the world. And the reason I bring this up is because I have family in Mexico. And where my family lives is actually trying to be controlled by one of the cartels. So it's getting to the point now, there's just no way that anybody should be going to Mexico. And that includes me, that includes my fiance, Josie. It, it almost seems like it'd be better if it just stayed away. Okay, in other news, uh, 23 people on Sunday were arrested for that, uh, for that uh, a riot in Atlanta, Georgia. The riot which concerned a police training center that was being built. Those 23 people have been charged with domestic terrorism. So now these guys are looking at some serious crime. Now, the media is ignoring this. As a matter of fact, not only are they ignoring this, but a bunch of leftist groups, just like they did with the 2020 riots, a bunch of leftist groups are going in and trying to raise bail money for these people. So again, if you're a leftist and the, the monetary organizations that do this stuff that do the crowdfunding, they have no problem with this. 
It's just absolutely amazing that, that these guys... Meanwhile, if you're trying to raise money for a church or something, or bail for somebody who was arrested, like that pro-abortion or anti-abortion um, activist who was arrested, and then when they tried to crowdfund him he got to get his bail, um, the crowdfund source, I can't remember which one he used, but they actually rejected it and closed the site. They have no problem doing it for the left. Now, one of the more amazing arrests on this day was one of the attorneys for the Southern Poverty Law Center was arrested and charged with terrorism. Now, this lawyer was basically saying he was just there to monitor the situation. Apparently not, according to police. And by the way, they do have video of this. Now, this, if you don't know what the Southern Poverty Law Center is, it is a far-left uh, group that monitors hate groups across the country. And one of the things they, uh, one of the things that is disturbing about this, and what they define hate, by the way, hate is anything they disagree with, and I mean that quite literally. They have the border patrol listed as a hate group. They have churches listed as hate groups. Uh, Hirsay Ali, who is an anti, who basically escaped Muslim oppression, she's considered a part of a hate group. She's considered a white supremacist. She's Kenyan. She's she's black. I mean, <laughs> but she's considered by the Southern Poverty Law Center as a as a um, part of a hate group as a white supremacist so it's it's absolutely amazing so i guess the good news is um these people are not going to be bailed out because now they're looking at major felonies and they're all antifa that's who they are by the way the southern poverty law center does not name antifa as a hate group but they do name the proud boys as a hate group so go figure that what really bothers me about this is the splc southern poverty law center is actually used by, this is no joke, is used by the FBI, by the FBI to determine hate groups and domestic terrorist groups. Yeah, well, I got news for you. Conservatives need to create a hate group and Southern Poverty Law Center would be one of those hate groups on our map. Okay, now the big news, and I don't even know how long it's going to take me to cover this because this is huge. Tucker Carlson received 40 hours of, I'm sorry, 40,000 hours of video from the January 6th riot. He got this from Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy got tired of the sham that was the January 6th committee, and he just gave all the video to Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson's producers spent about three weeks cutting it up and finding out video that counter the narrative of the le of the Democrats, and my God, I, I what they found is absolutely amazing. Now, before they released these videos, Fox News didn't do this willy nilly. Fox News contacted the Capitol Police, who had the videos, and talked to the Capitol Police about what they could and couldn't release. The Capitol Police said. 
for the most part, oh, yeah, it's fine. Don't show this door because that's a security door. Things like that. But the Capitol Police had no problem with Fox News releasing this video, which is going to be kind of important. Now, the Capitol Police, the first video, here are the, the several pieces of video that were very interesting. Now, the first part of the video is something I actually saw live. This is why I, I never understood. When, when this happened, it was on TV. You could see all of the video. And this was something that amazed me that no one talked about, is that the police officers actually let the people into the uh, the court building, the Capitol building. And police officers were escorting, um, escorting the protesters or leading them towards the way. If you saw the videos that I saw the day of, people were actually walking in between the ropes that defined the path that tourists are allowed to walk through. They weren't walking around the, the, the uh, Capitol building, touching everything. And, and for the most part, they were all listening. The cops were there, and they were just moving them along as if it was just one giant tourist spot. That's all it looked like. One of the guys that, that everyone has pointed out as the I guess he's the ringleader of this whole thing, was the QAnon shaman. Now, this guy's name is Jacob Chansley. He's now serving four years in prison. Now, unlike a lot of other conservatives, um, Jacob Chansley kind of admits he, he deserved four years because he wasn't arrested for breaking anything. He wasn't arrested for, um, he wasn't arrested for being in the Capitol building. He, I mean, those are minor offenses. He didn't break windows. You saw a video of him just walking through the door, which was opened. Uh, now, the door that was opened was, it was opened because someone smashed it open, but he just walked through. Everyone else was walking through. What he was thrown in jail for was leaving kind of a threatening note to um, uh, Mike Pence, telling him to overturn the election. That's why he ended up serving those four years. So trespassing, uh, mayhem, and leaving a threatening note. So, and he admitted it. He admitted, yeah, I, I probably shouldn't have done that. So it was stupid. Now, the thing is, you'd think they'd give him a bit of a break. He's 33 years old. He's a Navy veteran. The guy's a good guy. The guy liked the police. That was the other thing that happened. The Capitol Police not only did not arrest this guy, but the Capitol Police escorted him around. They even tried to open doors for him, locked doors. And it wasn't like he had one police officer he was walking with. He walked by at one point nine police officers. Not one person arrested him. So it, that whole thing ended up crap. And believe it or not, I, I really would like to confirm this a little bit. But this video was not in his trial, which seems like that's lawyer misconduct right there. Or the video was just hidden from his attorneys. This guy shouldn't have gotten four years. Now, you may have heard this name before, Brian Sicknick. Now, Brian Sicknick died. We'll get to that in a second. And the media started saying that the reason Brian Sicknick died is he got hit in the back of the head with a fire extinguisher. That's why he died. Well, 
There's a couple of problems in the videos that they show, according to the timestamps. The time that they said Brian Sicknick was dead, he was walking around the he was walking around the Capitol building. And again, he's not fighting with anyone. He was just escorting people, telling people where to go, don't step outside the boundaries, things like that. He wasn't fighting anybody. The second thing, uh, he was wearing a helmet. Now, granted, it didn't look like he needed his helmet. He was just standing there. Nothing was happening. He wasn't fighting with anyone. But he was wearing a helmet, which makes the whole theory that he got hit in the back of the head with a fire extinguisher a little less plausible because he's wearing a helmet. He gets hit in the back of the head. He gets hit in the back of the head. The other problem um, is that the media did get into trouble with this one. Of course, the media doesn't media doesn't talk about Brian Sicknick much because Brian Sicknick didn't die on the Capitol building and he didn't get assaulted on the Capitol building. Brian Sicknick died of two strokes the next day. The autopsy that was performed on him said it was natural. So his death looks like it had nothing to do with the riot. So right off the bat, that was shown to be be an absolute lie. And then they, the Democrats used this poor bastard. You know, they, they had turned him or um, showed him off in the Capitol building. They had a somber ceremony where only Democrats were there. And it turned out the guy was a Trump supporter. So he probably wasn't even that broken up to see people there. He didn't look like he was. He looked like he was just, okay, whatever. We'll deal with it. Then there was the guy named Ray Epps. Ray Epps was someone who was caught on camera a bunch of times encouraging, instigating the riot. He was making, he was loud about it. A lot of people sat back and thought that this guy was probably an FBI agent. We still don't know if he was or not. We don't know anything about the guy. It was so bad that the January 6th committee finally admitted we have to interview this guy because too many people on the left and the right were asking, hey, who is this Ray Epps guy? Well, they they finally found out, well, we know now he had lied several times. First off, he lied about uh, instigating the riot. We saw that on his videos. We also have physical evidence now that he instigated the riot because he was sending text messages to his son saying, guess what? I'm instigating the riot. He lied about how long he was there. He said he was only there for 10, 15 minutes. Well, the video shows he was there for an hour. So there are some huge problems with this Ray Epps guy. And there's a lot of video evidence and physical evidence proving that, but no one seems to be asking who this guy is or finding out who this guy is. So Tucker, who is very, I want to know who Ray Epps is. He's very into finding out who this guy is. So a lot of the tape was centered around him. Then there was Barry Loudermilk, who's a congressman. He was accused of participating in the insurrection. I'm not kidding you. He was, he, they said, they had video of him walking around the building, and we'll get to that in a second, with a group of people who were taking pictures. 
Loudermilk sat there and said, oh, this is all crap. But on the January 6th committee, they actually accused him. Well, there's some problems. One, the people he was escorting were not insurrectionists. They were constituents. And the constituents had a right to be in the Capitol building. The police admit that. And then they weren't even at the Capitol building. They were at one of the office buildings in the campus. The office building, presumably, where his office is located. So they weren't even in the Capitol building. Now, did any of this come out in the January 6th committee? Nope, it didn't. And the media ran with it, that this guy needs to be kicked out of Congress because he was helping the insurrectionists. And then there's another tape. Now, there was a tape, and this was an edited tape, where it showed Josh Hawley running from the, the Senate chamber out into the, out of the hallway to go away, to, to run away, because the protesters or rioters, I'm not sure which, one, which group was down the hallway, but they were coming closer. And the Democrats showed this video over and over again of Hawley, a far-right-wing conservative Republican, running down the hallway. And basically what they were doing is they were calling him a coward. They actually put it in the January 6th committee and then showed that, that, that video and everyone started laughing. Oh, look at the coward Republican. <clears throat> yeah, there was something wrong with that one too. Uh, it turns out that the entire chamber was cleared by the Capitol Police when the rioters were getting close. I'm going to assume they're rioters. And it turns out that the video, once you watch the extended video, not only was it not not only was it not just Holly that ran out of the chamber, the Senate chamber, but Holly was the last one to run out of the Senate chamber. Basically, all of the senators before him looked like cowards because he wasn't even that stressed out about it to leave right away. Now, as you can imagine, Democrats, that's all he showed. At 40,000 40, hours, I would bet my left arm they've got a little bit more. But Democrats are flipping out. Not only does this just overturn their narrative altogether. It makes the January 6th committee look like a waste of time. It makes the January 6th committee look like propaganda, which it was, and everyone knew that. But it makes Democrats look like a bunch of liars. And I think that's the hard part. It also makes the media look really, really bad. Because you notice something? Not one person in the mainstream media went and asked for these tapes. They didn't ask for any of this video. Fox News was the one who did it. And you had to have a Republican Speaker of the House to be able to give it. Nancy Pelosi would have never released any of that. Well, they're flipping out. So here's Chuck Schumer demanding that Fox News not play any more of the video. Listen to what he's got to say. I, so many others who were here in the Capitol, and millions and millions of Americans are just furious with Tucker Carlson and Kevin McCarthy today. And he's going to come back tonight with another segment. Fox News should tell him not to. Fox News, Rupert Murdoch, 
Tell Carlson not to run a second segment of lies. You know it's a lie. You've admitted it's a lie. And Speaker McCarthy is every bit as culpable as Mr. Carlson. Speaker McCarthy's decision to share security footage with Fox looked like a mistake from the very beginning. But after last night, it looks like a disaster. Well, it's a disaster for Democrats. I can tell you that. And I got news to you that was rating go- ratings gold for Fox News. And by the way, they keep saying, well, Fox News admitted they lied. They admitted they lied. Well, I don't know what he's talking about. I know that there was some... Rupert Murdoch was making statements under oath and he said that he had misled or something. I don't know what that's about. But this whole thing about them lying about this, kind of hard to swallow because all it is is video and all Tucker Carlson is doing is showing the video that the Democrats showed and then showing the actual video. So I'm not clear as to where they're lying here. What I'm also not clear about is why it's such a bad thing that something that's supposed to be worse than 9-11 and the War of 1812 and all this crap, I'm not exactly sure why releasing all of the information is so evil and so bad. You guys have been talking about this, telling us how terrible it is, and you've been holding 40,000 hours of video and never once decided to let us look at the videos. So, Tucker Carlson, yeah, he's running another segment tonight, and I guarantee you he will do it. All right, let's get to our Kamalaisms. <laughs> Yeah, we haven't done this in a while. It's because the uh, president and the uh, vice president have made steered clear of the press lately, which shouldn't be a surprise. Well, let's go. Let's go first. We'll we'll first do the co-star of the Kamala isms. We'll talk about Joe Biden. Joe Biden has had a really bad week when he's been in front of a camera. He's had a really bad. I mean, he fell up the stairs this week again. That is the third time he's fallen upstairs since he's been president. Remember the time when Donald Trump once held the handrail while he was walking down a uh, grade and people started saying, oh, he's got some problems there. He's got some problems there. Meanwhile, Joe Biden can't seem to walk upstairs. We're not, I'm, I'm scared to see him walk downstairs. In the last two weeks, he's fallen upstairs twice. Absolutely incredible. Anyway, um, here's Joe Biden struggling against the teleprompter. And the teleprompter, if this was a boxing match, the teleprompter KOs him in the first round. So let's listen to what he's got to say about brain aneurysms, which is kind of funny. And I had uh, these terrible headaches, was diagnosed with having a... a uh anyway, they had to take the top of my head off a couple times, <laughs> see if I had a brain. Kind of makes you proud that he's our president, huh? And by the way, there's no brain left in there. The doctors don't even need to take take a look at his brain. Uh, it makes you, you know, and, and Jill Biden this weekend was interviewed, and 
they asked they asked her, you know, when are you going to give your your husband a competency test? And she said, oh, yeah, no, he doesn't need a competency test. We're never giving him a competency test because he doesn't need it. He's good. He's good. Yeah. Yeah. He sounds awesome. And of course, in that same speech, when he tried to get off the stairs, he got lost again. He had to be directed on how to get off the stage. So there we go. And then here we go. Here's Kamala Harris, of course, the star of Kamala-isms. And I, I, I don't know why they keep letting her speak in front of the press. She's so bad at it. Let's listen to this about why she doesn't like conservatives, about things she learned in ecology class. I just, oh God, and she laughs. Let's listen. In fact, I'm going to share with you a very simple story, which is that I went home one day and I said, well, what's, why are conservatives bad, mommy? Because I thought we were supposed to conserve things. <laughs> I couldn't reconcile it. Now I can. <laughs> I mean, putting a Kamala-ism together with those two really shows you how bad our government is being run right now. I, it's just, my Lord. And she's got, you, you notice, she's laughing harder than anybody else. Nobody's laughing at her. And they start really laughing a lot harder when she starts laughing because she's got such a funny laugh. Can't believe they still keep this broad uh, on tel television. Okay, so let's get to our first story. Everything is racist. This might be our only story today because I ran. I probably should have taken the Trump, I, the Trump thing. I should have taken the January sixth thing and made it uh, into a story. But anyway, uh, there's going to be a lot more to that, and there just hasn't been that much news. So ESPN continues to prove that they are a woke uh, corporation, and they are so diverse that they actually have racist. Um, commentating not only is the nba and by the way not only is the nba and espn espn not diverse companies they do everything to make sure that the status quo stays within their little concept of the world first off as far as the nba being diverse okay we need to they're about as diverse as a kkk meeting let's, let's call it what it is according to g0 74.2% um, of the NBA is black, compared to 16.9% white, and I'm not sure if even Asians are in that category, and 8.9% are just people of color in general, Indians, uh, Indians, uh, maybe Asians, I don't know what, what they determine, Hispanics, I don't know who they're determining, but keep that in mind. When I read you this story. So according to Fox News, Nikola Jokic, Jokic is the odds-on favorite to win his third straight NBA MVP award. The Serbian native is well on his way to becoming the fourth player in NBA history to win three straight MVPs, joining Will Chamberlain, Bill Russell, and Larry Bird. Jokic is averaging a triple-double 
24.6 points, 11.7 rebounds, and 10 assists for the first place Denver Nuggets. Now that would sound, that's a great story. That's a great story. Well, here's the problem. Jokic is is white. And Kendrick uh, Kendrick Perkins, former NBA champion, has decided that there's racial hypocrisy in Jokic winning this award. And he made it very clear that, hey, the only reason Jokic is winning is not because he's the best player in the NBA, which, by the way, he is averaging a triple-double this year. There are only a few players who average a triple-double for an entire season, and this guy is doing it. He thinks that the reason he's winning, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it, is because he's white. So let's listen to what Kendrick Perkins has to say. Stephen A., when I come on here every single time and I ask, what is the criteria for the MVP and how the goalposts move, I'm asking these questions for a reason. And so when I, when I look at J.J. and I hear him talk because he's so big in analytics and he's, he's a historian when it comes down to diving in deep and going back into history and talking about the evolution of the game, why didn't he never bring up this in particular subject? When it comes down to guys winning MVP since 1990, it's only three guys that won the MVP that wasn't top 10 in scoring. Do you know who those three guys were? Who were they? Steve Nash, Jokic, and uh, Dirk Nowinski. No. Dirk Nowinski. <laughs> what, do the, what do those guys have in common? I'll let, you sit, I'll let it sit there and marinate. You think about it. Now, I, I, I've... I hate I I don't like just bitching at a guy like this, but how do you have this guy speaking on your show? I ax he doesn't know uses double negatives, ends the sentences with prepositions. The guy's a complete moron, obviously. But here's the point. Joe Kick is not winning the NBA MVP. Because he's averaging a triple-double for a season on a first-place team. He's winning it because he's white. Yes. And by the way, uh, because a lot of people said that that little clip... No, he he says it. He actually goes on. And he doesn't flat-out say it's racism why Jokic is winning the MVP. He But he is basically continuing on for another two minutes. I just don't want to keep doing this. Yes, he's right. He's not leading the league in scoring. But he's top 10 in just about every category. Just about every category. Now, I also want to point this out, because this is the one that really trips me up. Is, let's take a look at the last 20 MVPs in the NBA. We could go 30 if you want, but I don't want to. I'm already over 30 minutes. I don't want to go too much longer. So let's take a look. <coughs> Jokic, Jokic. He's won the last two. He's white. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. I don't really want to pronounce that name. Um, yes, he he won it. He's black. He won it two years in a row. He's black. James Harden, black. Russell Westbrook, black. Stephen Curry, black. Stephen Curry, black. Kevin Durant, black. LeBron James, black. 
LeBron James, black. Derrick Rose, black. LeBron James, won it two years in a row, black. Kobe Bryant, black. Dirk Nowitzki, there's a white guy. Steve Nash, Steve Nash, yes. Kevin Garnett, also white. Kevin Garnett, black. Tim Duncan, black. By the way, I'm pretty sure Tim Duncan and Kevin Gar uh, Tim Duncan didn't lead the league in scoring, so that's not it. Uh, Tim Duncan, twice, black. Allen Iverson, black. Shaq O'Neal, black. And just in case you want to go a little further, 1999, Carl Malone, black. Michael Jordan, black. Carl Malone, black. Michael Jordan, black. David Robinson, black. 1994, Hakeem Olajuwon, black. Charles Barkley. So this guy is basically bitching. In the last 30 years, one, two, three, four, five white, five times has a white guy won the NBA MVP, and this guy's bitching about it. That the only reason is because he is white. I absolutely freaking incredible. By the way, what if I had said that? What if I said? Well, the only reason LeBron James is winning his MVPs is because he's black. What would happen to me if I was on the ESPN? By the way, a big problem with Kendrick Perkins' argument here. Let's just say you did give the MVP to the guy who scored the most points. That would be Luka, Luka Doncic, another Serbian who's white, for the sixth place. Dallas Mavericks. What excuse would he give not to give this guy the MVP if top scorers are the only thing that determine MVP status? By the way, I don't ever remember Kevin Garnett winning a scoring championship. I remember him winning an MVP because he averaged, here, wait for it, a triple-double. Ugh. Okay, you know, I'm going to do one more story because, and this isn't a racist story, so we'll, we'll, oh yeah, it is. This is more racism, but what the hell, we'll do it anyway. Disney continues to woke themselves out of business. They, they really are continuing to really want to destroy their company, and they're doing a good job. So according to Fox News, Disneyland has removed the phrase zippity-doo-dah from the music of its in-park parades due to racial sensitivity. Disney made the change due to the phrase's origin in the 1946 film Song of the South, long criticized for its idealistic portrayal of the post-war South and racial stereotypes. Multiple park attractions and events referencing Song of the South have been closed or altered by Disney in recent years as the company continues to distance itself from the film. Now, I talked about the Song of the South before. And yes, Ray Gilbert wrote Zippity-Doo-Dah, and Ray Gilbert is a white man. Got it. Okay. Um, if you don't remember what I said, what I said was eliminating Song of the South, which, by the way, was not a really particularly well-embraced movie, is basically getting rid of Southern African-American culture. Most of the music was written by black people. They had multiple black people in the film. And the stories that were written came from black 
Southern black folklore. So basically what they're doing is they're killing Southern black uh, culture instead of remembering it. All to avoid being accused of racism. Meanwhile, they will take the Little Mermaid, make her black instead of white, and all they're doing is you're taking a European story and just replacing it with a black... This stuff is so, so tiring. Disney's continues on this downward spiral. They have just canceled one of the best songs that Disney has ever made. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a zippy song. I mean, it's a, it's a real fun song. But they just continue to destroy their legacy. There's a, there's a meme going around that shows the head of Mickey Mouse, uh, basically a structure that is in the shape of Mickey Mouse's head, in tatters and ruins. Disney is just absolutely destroying themselves. And we talked about the uh, Peter Pan and Wendy movie that they're releasing, I think, next week, which looks freaking disastrous. Okay, visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. Hope you guys have a great day. Love you all. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. <laughs>